This is one of the oldest and scariest ghost stories America has to offer. And our story starts in a small farmhouse in Tennessee in 1817. So over 200 years ago, in the deep isolated wilderness of the volunteer state, a family was tormented by which some say a witch, some a spirit, and others a demon. Today's episode is the story of the Bell Witch. Did you get my the bell witch? Oh my god, that was Inca. She's <laughs> bursted through the the office with her like Jack Nicholson from The Shining. Oh no! She's holding her bone. Oh, she coming Inca. I this is like the last. This is not the episode I want you to do this. <laughs> it's dark in your room too. Yeah, I've got the. Well, I have these two lights on that I specially ordered for Ooh. the podcast. Ooh, new desk lamp. So. I've got that, and then I have I put my green mood lights on my desk on. So, oh nice! And I'm drinking a margarita. I'm drinking a caramel macchiato. So I got coffee. Coffee at seven o'clock at night. That's yeah. Winter, winter, winter fuel. Winter chicken dinner, and I'm also eating gummy worms. <laughs> so, I do like gummy worms. They're delicious. I made a bunch of dirt pie or dirt cakes at work today. Oh yeah! And so I, I bought gummy worms. So it's like, oh, these are so. I haven't had them in a long time. They're so good. You know what you should make? Hmm. You should make like the fill. You know the filling of a Dairy Queen ice cream cake. Oh, <gasps> those are delicious. Can you yeah. make that like just like a cake, like a cookie or something? Like make the actual like filling for it. Yeah, into, like, like and a- sell it like it's a cookie or something like that. I don't know if we can make that. Let me see if there's like a dupe recipe we can make. Hold on. Because that would sell. Oh, that's so good. Because Mr. Kendra did that custom one for me that one year for my birthday. Mm-hmm. It's so cute. Where it was double layered of the middle. Delicious. It was. And see, like the one that I go to, they have those cupcakes, you know, like it's like miniature ice cream cakes with the yeah. filling in it. And that yours does it. amazing. Yeah. None oh, of the ones so around college did did that because he called around oh that was nice of him mm-hmm. chocolate crunchies need oreo crumbs melted butter and you mix it together and then bake it for about eight minutes so you have like a little crunchies mm-hmm. um that's what's pretty much the, it what's that um the, it's like a fudge mm-hmm. it's like a thick fudge yeah okay then you just make like a thick fudge that sounds good mm-hmm. that's a good halloween treat yeah, and they make gluten-free Oreos too, so you can make. I know, your own. I know. I keep. I bought up one box, at like a like a pack of it, uh-huh. and I wolfed that down probably like five days because I haven't had like Oreos oh, in so long. So mm-hmm. They were they tasted the exact same as I remember oh, them, really? so I was nice. really impressed because usually like gluten-free stuff sucks. Yeah, but the Oreos Oreos knows knows how to do it. That's they know good. how to do it right. What kind of flour do they use? I don't know. I always have found um, that, like in recipes, if I do like a gluten-free recipe, mm-hmm. like taking all sorts, excuse me, of different kinds of flour, like gluten-free flour, like um, almond flour, 
that um what is this like rice flour and stuff like mm-hmm. that and you're just combining it all into one like helps like the consistency like, like the consistency i guess oh, okay so otherwise i don't know how to describe it but it doesn't taste right oh sure i don't know how to describe it so i look up it on oreo's website it says that they use white rice flour and mm-hmm. tapioca starch tapioca starch interesting I don't even know a tapioca could be like a starch. It's kind of like, have you had um like boba? Yeah, I, I've had like yeah. the little balls. Yeah, tapioca balls. <laughs> little yeah. balls. Yeah, it's like a starch. Yeah, tapioca. Uh-huh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Didn't know. We're learning all sorts of stuff today. Yes, thanks to Google. Yeah, tapioca is a um like a root. Huh. I always thought it'd be like a flower, but instead it's underground. Mm-hmm. Like a potato. Ground. Like a potato. It's equivalent to potato. It's a very starchy potato. Yep, it's basically tapioca pudding. You might as well have potato pudding, which is all I would, you know, say it would be like mashed potatoes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really don't potatoes. like mashed potatoes that are like pureed. Oh, really? You know? like, the, like the lumpy stuff? No, I like lumpy. I don't like Maybe. it when it's just like I put it in my mouth and I'm like, it's just like, I don't know, like very, like not viscous, oh. but. Viscous. <laughs> smooth yeah no very too smooth too smooth yeah i'm like do i chew it if it it, it it confuses my brain okay i like mashed like potatoes cream. that are like chunky you know okay i i guess i like like when you put cream cheese and cheese in it and you blend it and it's smooth but like cheesy that's my favorite kind of mashed potatoes i just made mashed potatoes that had like sharp white cheddar in them and that was oh, really geez. good that sounds really but good. i made sure it was you know chunky Mm-hmm. I've seen um, so Snoop Dogg. You know how Snoop Dogg like cooks now. Like he has a cookbook. Oh, I didn't know that. And he okay. had like he did have a show with Martha Stewart. Yeah, I heard of that. Yeah. Um, but his mashed potatoes, he puts potato chips in there. Interesting. I know. And I'm like, I wonder if that like is like a crunch. Is, yeah, like it gives like a crunch. Maybe, maybe if you like put it on when you're eating it, because I feel like if it sat too long, it would get soggy. Yes, weird. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's like a garnish. Yeah, that would be yeah. good. Like that would be you good. Have the mashed potatoes and put like cheese and then crushed potato chips and put it like in the broiler for a couple minutes. Like it's crusty. Like ooh, that would be good. delicious. It'd be delicious. Have you seen? There's a TikTok trend. At least it used to be a trend where people would take like your favorite kind of potato chips and you soak them in water, and that was supposed to be mashed potatoes. You like. Put them in water, puree them, and that's your mashed potatoes that are flavored. Ew, no. Why do people think of this? Because potatoes and desperation. Gosh. (laughs) You know what? Like the word that's associated with like TikTok is desperation. (laughs) I'm sorry if I dissed a whole bunch of people, but you know, I'm not of that world, so that's okay. I send you the highlights. I know you send me the highlights, and I'm content (laughs) with not being part of that world. Okay. You don't want us to put clips of our stuff on TikTok? Yeah, put clips of me dissing TikTok on TikTok. <laughs> Honestly, we might do pretty well. <laughs> hey, Wanderers. Welcome back to another Foolish Wanderers podcast, the podcast about anything and everything. Welcome back to the third episode of our Spooktober 2022. Woo. And then, woo. woo. Yes, the Foolish Wanderers annual. I guess, yeah, it's annual now. No, it um, is, yes. Spooktober Spectacular, where all mm-hmm. month long we'll be talking and discussing, breaking down spooky myths and stories. Yes. And today I thought that we'd turn it up to 11, bring like the spook factor up even more, and talk about the Bell Witch. Mm. 
Do you know anything? Have you heard about the <laughs> Bell Witch? So I've heard about it, but like it's one of those things that it doesn't. I know I've heard the story, but I you think have? It, like, well, so like I, I think I heard a podcast on it, but darn it. <laughs> Well, why would you say anything before we do a podcast on it? Because honestly, I don't remember like all the details or anything. Okay. I, I think with a lot of these things, my brain, if it's too spooky, it kind of blocks it out. Like you disassociate? Remember. Yes. That's smart. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's how my brain survives. This I think the Bell Witch is kind of it's it's kind of like freaky terrifying but then mm-hmm. it's you know it's not it's kind of funny too i think it's funny okay yeah at first it's not and then it, <laughs> then at the end it's funny i was gonna say like if you're talking about like a haunting like a really super messed up haunting like that's i mean it is but you know it yeah. gets funny okay so yeah I'll so trust you yep everyone hang in there because it gets funny <laughs> okay. okay here we go it was a night just like tonight or day I don't know. I thought I'd try that. It didn't work. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's like, it's dark. And it's it's not really. It's, it's dark here. It's kind of calm outside. So, I mean. That's when the spookiest things happen. Is it? I think so. Okay. Catch I think you the spookiest off guard. is like, that's true. I think of like a thunderstorm, or like a light misty rain where like things mm-hmm. are like slightly obscured from the view. Yeah. Subvert your expectations because it happens during the calm. Yep. Okay. <laughs> when you least excited. <laughs> okay. Okay. So flashback to 1804. And we are 40 miles north of Nashville, which is the capital of Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And we are along the Red River, which brought settlers to the area of Adams Station, which is the modern day town of Adams. So one of those settlers was the Bell family. The family consisting of John, who is 54, and Lucy Bell and their children. They have a lot of children. Okay. <laughs> Too many children. They were oh. like rabbits. <laughs> Jesse, John Jr., Drew- Drury. Okay. Benjamin, Esther, Zadok, Elizabeth, or will in this story we'll be we will be calling her Betsy. Okay. Richard Williams and Joel Egbert. I love Egbert. <laughs> I like <laughs> my favorite's Drury, Drury because it's just like Drew, but like an R Y at the end. I've never it, heard of it before. It just sounds like it sounds like he's really into Ed, Edgar Allan Poe and like you know <laughs> listens to My Chemical Romance or something. Yeah, just got to have that little edge to it. Drury, yeah. So, the Bell family built a house and started a farm on a thousand acres, located on the Red River in Robertson County, Tennessee. The Bell family was happy at their farmstead. That is, at least in the beginning. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, it's right. <laughs> we gotta just have, like, all sorts of, um, like, like, music, you know, like, Sound like effects. Spooky. Yeah. I love the spooky sound effects for Spooktober. <laughs> just, it just like adds random. to it. It's just so random. I love it. It's great. <laughs> okay, here we go. The family had a nice and quiet life until a crisp early October morning in 1817. The day began like all the days before, tending crops and taking care of the animals. John Bell woke early and went out to check the fields, but John felt like there was something different in the air. John walked the rows of corn. Suddenly, he heard a foreign rustling sound, and a chill ran down his spine. He turned and spotted what he thinks is a large black dog in the distance, but something is off with this dog. Its face was thin and very small, like really weird small. He said like like a rabbit, like that's how big its head was. Oh no. Bell had never seen anything like it before and started towards the dog. No, 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 no. 
He fired a shot at the animal, but it vanished. Thinking nothing of it but his imagination, John headed back to the the house. Later that same day, John Jr. went hunting. So John Jr. was 24 24 years old and was considered a good shot. While he was out in the woods, he spotted a dark, shadowy figure. Probably thinking it was a bear, he raised his rifle, took aim, and fired. He headed to the spot expecting to find a dead animal. Except John Jr. found nothing. No animal, not even tracks. So he headed home empty-handed. So other strange happenings were happening at the Bell um, household at this time as well, but they're kind of not as, um, what's the word, um, like backed, I guess, you know, like for information-wise, I okay, guess. Okay, so like not, well, not as well known? Or yeah, because like... this story has okay. been told a thousand different times, you know? Yeah, yeah, fair. So here's some other ones, strange happenings. So Drew Bell, Drury Bell <laughs> approached an unknown bird perched on a fence that flew off and was of, in his quote, extraordinary size. The daughter Betsy observed a girl in a green dress swinging from the limb of an oak tree. I guess I don't think that's that odd, but maybe yeah. she was like in one of like, I guess if they owned a thousand acres and she was just randomly on a, like this strange girl was swinging from the tree of one of, you I know. Suppose- yeah. If she was alone, I guess that's weirder than, like, unless, I guess it depends to, like, how far into their land mm-hmm. this was, or if it was just, like, a neighbor and then she just got lost. <laughs> like, I'm gonna play here. And then Dean, a person enslaved by the Bell family, reported being followed by a large black dog on evenings he visited his wife. So, I... yes, unfortunately, the Bell family owned slaves. It, it had enslaved people. Mm-hmm. Which is why they're gonna get their asses haunted. I mean, <laughs> you get what's coming to you, right? You get what's coming to you. Yeah. My question is, how do you walk and like see this dog with a small head and just go, oh, never mind, once it disappears, like poof? Like, I don't how know. How does that not scare you? I have no clue. <laughs> like to me, he, like, no. I know. Like in accounts that John Bell says, he's just like, I just thought it was part of my imagination. Like I didn't think to mention it. it until you know later people see it like all the time like there's at least three guys now that have seen this thing that's creepy and like large black dogs make me think of a couple different like cryptids i guess Mm -hmm. one of them is you're not supposed to say the the actual word otherwise it can attract them to you so i'm gonna say like a nickname they're called flesh pedestrians um (laughs) so like i don't know do you kind of know it's like it was a different word for flesh it's like body snatcher i don't know if that's the same thing but um so it's like flesh pedestrian is like a different way of phrasing what they're actually called but you're not supposed to say like the actual name otherwise it can attract them to you and does i don't it want rhyme that does the actual name rhyme with pin stalker yes. cranch yes yes okay. it does pin yep. stalker cranch okay yes not um, coming for me i didn't say that <laughs> nope um and then the other thing too i think i've heard of i think they're like massive wolves or not like tiny headed wolves but um like hellhounds like those <gasps> oh, like people in, have seen um, those too yeah like in um sherlock holmes yeah yep this episode's cursed <laughs> yeah so as soon as i started talking about that wanderers um our recording site just crashed for like a good solid like minute or so multiple times multiple times yes so like kendra said this episode is cursed so don't talk about it exactly. don't no. even do rhymes to talk about it nope or the big black dogs that don't uh, <laughs> i'm not gonna say the name again <laughs> So yes, let us continue before we crash again. Oh my goodness. Okay, so later that night, as the family started to close their eyes, they hear scratching noises. 
the family all hear what sounds to them like scraping and knocking on the exterior walls. But when they check, there's nothing to be found. Over the next few weeks, the kids keep complaining about the knocking noises. Only now, it's in the house's interior walls. So, like, in their rooms. Oh, gross. Betsy, Drury, love that name, and John begin (laughs) to hear the sound of wings flapping against the ceilings and the sounds of rats gnawing on bedposts. Couldn't that just be, like, two, like, little animals inside the walls? Like, rats or something? Yeah, exactly. But in all (laughs) cases, the source of the noise was never found. So, no rats were found in the home despite thorough searching and no damage to the furniture was ever discovered. So even more disturbing sounds started, like dogs growling and snarling, metal chains hitting the floor, and eventually they start hearing choking noises. No, thank you. I know, no, thank you. No, thank you. It's like, I can't start, I like, for me, I can't hear choking noises because, like, I can't hear, like, people throwing up or, like, choking noises because I'll start, you know, like, gagging and dry heaving. So I would, yeah, yeah, I would be in pain. You couldn't sleep. No, I'd be in hell. I'd be dry heaving. (laughs) The whole time, dry heaving on my sleep. Okay, so obviously this is keeping the family awake. But no matter how hard or how long they look, they can't find the origin. Also about this, this is about the time where John Bell began experiencing paralysis in his mouth. So like his, like, he couldn't speak kind of or... Like, just like in general. I think he could move it or something. I've also read Weird. where he ha- would have like s- bouts of like his tongue swelling up so much that he couldn't eat for a few days. Oh, like an allergic thing? Maybe. Huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. So not long after this, the children begin complaining of having their bed covers pulled from them and their pillows tossed onto the floor by a seemingly invisible entity. As time went on, the bells began hearing faint whispering voices, which too weak to understand but sounded like a feeble old woman singing hymns. The encounters escalated, and the Bell's youngest daughter, Betsy Bell, began experiencing brutal encounters with the invisible entity. It would pull her hair and slap her relentlessly, often leaving welts and handprints on her face and body. The disturbances about which John Bell had vowed his family to to secret finally escalated to the point that he shared his family trouble, that's what he called this, family trouble, with his closest friend and neighbor, James Johnston. Family trouble. It's like, mm, all right. Okay, so skeptical at first, Johnston and his wife spent the night at the Bell home. Things began peacefully, but once they retired for the evening, they were subjected to the same terrifying disturbances that the Bells had been experiencing. After their bed covers were yanked off and James was slapped, he sprang out of bed, exclaiming, Katrina, you have to do this part. Why? Because <laughs> this, this is part of the experience. Just me yelling? Yeah. But we like do like yeah, a like the southern, like a southern gentleman, yes. yep. southern gentleman. Oh, that's gonna. Mm. In the name of the Lord, who are you and what do you want? The entity did not respond. The rest of the night was peaceful. The next morning, Mister Johnson explained to the Bells that the culprit was likely Katrina, the evil spirit, the kind that the Bible talks about. Thank you. The okay. spirit eventually told of its origin. So it eventually starts talking to the bells because they asked no, they ask questions. Oh, and what makes it worse too is like it's not just them, but it is their close friend, but like it's not just them that mm-hmm. sees it. 
Yeah, there's multiple witnesses of this witch thing, ghost. Okay, so this is what the witch, ghost, spirit, demon thing told them. I am a spirit. I was once very happy, but I have been disturbed and made unhappy. I am the spirit of a person who was buried in the woods nearby, and the grave was disturbed. My bones disinterred and scattered, and one of my teeth was lost under this house. I am here looking for that tooth. So that's why she's there. Um, of course, it's like it's like a um like a supernatural episode where they have to just find this like fingernail hidden in a glove. Yeah, to and, get like, rid of the ghost. Exactly, ghost. you're very right. No. <laughs> so of course this cannot be verified. However, a number of Native American burial mounds could be found in that region. So in another event, the witch claimed to be quote a spirit from everywhere, heaven, hell, the earth. Am in the air, the houses, any place at any time have been created millions of years. So Lucy Bell and John Jr. were left relatively unharmed by the witch. Lucy was proclaimed by the witch or the spirit to be the most perfect woman living. And the witch showed a great deal of compassion towards her, even caring for her and singing to her while she was ill. So so why is she hurting the wasn't it the littler one? Yeah, Betsy's daughter. Betsy? Yeah. Why is I she don't know. Her? I I know. I've kid. even read um uh like excerpts from this Bell Witch with um, the mother Lucy about um the witch when Lucy was sick, the witch would if she needed medicine, she would alert like somebody mm-hmm. in the house to get her medicine or like where things were in the house or like to go buy her fresh fruit. Weird. Okay. Yeah, it's really, it's kind of funny too. That's really, <laughs> she's such a great nurse to the one person, such to a one so person. abusive to most everybody else in that household. So yeah. it gets weirder. So John Jr. had long, intense conversations with the witch, but he never failed to show his animosity for it, declaring it to be the spirit of the damned. Something be friends with it, but as soon as you say something, and be like, oh yeah, no, yeah. No, we're not cool. (laughs) This is evil. Yeah, we're not cool. So over time, the witch's voice became loud and unmistakable. It sang hymns, quoted scripture, carried on intelligent conversation, and once even quoted word for word two sermons that were preached at the same time on the same day, 13 miles apart so my question is is like isn't there like a thing where it's like if it's an evil spirit like a demon or whatever they're not supposed to be able to say like the like scripture like the word of god right so maybe that's just what they want you to think maybe yeah because we don't really know but like that's just weird to me that if she's singing hymns and stuff like praising god and then she's supposedly like an evil spirit like that's that's a contradiction in my head but okay maybe she's like jack sparrow (laughs) okay you know Okay. I got a jar of dirt. I got a jar of dirt. She just wants a tooth, but yeah, she doesn't want a jar of dirt. She wants a tooth. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, word of the supernatural phenomena soon spread outside the settlement, even to Nashville, where then Major General Andrew Jackson became interested in the so-called Bell Witch. Okay, so Andrew Jackson, if people need like a refresher on him, he was the seventh president of the United States of America, and he also met the Bell Witch. <laughs> Isn't that a great, like, on your resume? President, seventh president, I also met the famous yeah. Bell Witch. Gonna get you any job Good. anywhere. So <laughs> John Bell Jr., along with his brothers Drury, our favorite, and Jesse, had fought under General Jackson in the Battle of New Orleans. 
A few years later, in 1819, Jackson heard about the disturbances at the Bell home and decided to pay a visit and investigate. As Jackson's entourage, consisting of several men, well-groomed horses, and a large wagon, approached the Bell property, the wagon jolted to a sudden stop. It had become stuck in a muddy creek bed, and the horses were unable to pull it. At least, that was what the men thought. After several minutes of cursing and trying to coax the horses into pulling the wagon, Jackson proclaimed, Katrina, by the eternal boys, that must be the Bell Witch. Then suddenly, a disembodied female voice told Jackson that they could proceed and that she would see them again later that evening. They were then... Wait, sorry, go. I just find it fascinating that she, like, basically this whole acreage, right, this whole farmland, she just wanders around and does random things. She's buried in Mm -hmm. the forest, and then she just haunts everywhere around there that she wants to. Like a caretaker or something. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it could have been an old caretaker. No, like, she, that's what her job is right now. Like, she's, like, being... Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) True. Okay, so they were then able to proceed across the property, up the lane, and to the Bell home. That evening, Jackson told old war stories while his entourage set up their tents in John and Lucy Bell's yard. One of the men claimed to be, quote, a witch tamer. And after several uneventful hours, he pulled out a shiny pistol and proclaimed that its silver bullet would kill any evil spirit that it came into contact with. He went on to say that the reason nothing had happened to them was because whatever had been haunting the bells was scared of his silver bullet. But yet they heard her as they yeah, like, like she in the muddy le- like she probably like she <laughs> made them stuck and then was like, "Here you go, go on. Thank you yeah, for." Like, he just forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, he just forgot about that. So immediately the men the man screamed and began jerking his body in different directions, complaining that he was being stuck with pins and beaten severely. A strong, swift kick to the man's posterior region from an invisible foot sent him out right out the front door. Angry, the entire the entity spoke up and announced that there was yet another fraud in Jackson's party, and that she would identify him. That's the following evening. Evening. I said it like a southern person. Evening. That's okay. Evening. I like that. Evening. So, now terrified, Jackson's men begged to leave the Bell Farm. Jackson insisted on staying. He wanted to know who the other fraud was. So, what kind of fraud were they talking about? Was it like fraud? Like, like witch tamer, I think. Like, witch tamer. Okay, so just like boastful. Like, yeah, like. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Too big for his britches or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Okay. There you go. The men eventually went outside to sleep in their tents while continuously begging Jackson to leave. <laughs> what happened next is not clear, but Jackson and his entourage were spotted in nearby Springfield early the next morning, heading back to Nashville. Some allege that Jackson later proclaimed, Katrina, I would rather fight the British at New Orleans than fight the Bell Witch. <laughs> really bad <laughs> i apologize <laughs> yeah so andrew jackson got scared by the witch yeah yeah okay so we're next we're going to talk about next the witch curses john bell even more like even more than she already has oh good great great so referring to john bell senior is old jack the witch claimed she intended to kill him Oh. Bell had experiencing epi- had been experiencing episodes of twitching in his face and difficulty swallowing for almost a year, 
and it grew worse with time. By the fall of 1820, his declining health had confined him to the house, where the malicious entity continuously removed his shoes when he tried to walk and slapped his face when he recovered from his numerous seizures. Seizures. Oh my goodness. Her shrill voice was heard all over the farm, cursing and chastising old Jack Bell, the nickname she had given him. So, like, I understand, like, money would be tight at this point, but, like, why wouldn't you leave? Like, if all this stuff is happening, you're just getting sicker and sicker, and it's obviously not <laughs> helping you by staying there. Like, I know money's tight, but sometimes you just gotta go, right? I mean... Yeah, but like if you bought, like spent, like you moved there, spent all your money mm-hmm. to buy like a thousand acres and, you know, enslaved people, you're not just yeah. going to, you'll probably throw in the towel and leave. leave. Yeah. I don't know. I don't feel that bad for them, but. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> On the morning of December 20th, 1820, after slipping into a coma a day earlier, immediately after his death, his family found a vial of strange black liquid in the cupboard. John Jr. sprinkled two drops on a cat, like a stray cat's tongue. And (laughs) this is why the cat jumped into the air, rolled over in midair and was dead when it hit the floor. The entity then exclaimed, Katrina, I gave old Jack a big dose of that last night, which fixed him. (laughs) (laughs) John Jr. tossed the mysterious vial into the fireplace. It burst into a bright blue flame and shot up the chimney. See, this all seems quite conspicuous to me. Like fun, like like fantastical? Yes. Yeah. See, I said it's it's funny. Remember how I said it was funny? Horrible things are happening to horrible people. It's funny. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, fair. So John Bell's funeral was one of the largest ever held in Robertson County, Tennessee. People attended from miles away. There were three preachers. So as the crowd of mourners began leaving the graveyard, the Bell Witch entity laughed and sang a song about a bottle of brandy. So like Jack Sparrow. <laughs> yeah, like Jack Sparrow. So she was just like singing like little like sailor songs little at a tunes. So I love it. Her fervent singing didn't stop until the last mourner had left the graveyard. The entity's presence was almost non-existent after John Bell's demise, as though it had fulfilled its purpose. Maybe, maybe it, it did. Got rid of a really bad person, mm-hmm. maybe. Not a great man. Yeah. Sorry. To... <laughs> okay. This is like just a few more little tidbits, to- dips of your toes okay. into the Bell Witch well. Okay, so Betsy Bell's engagement is ruined. So over time, Betsy Bell became interested in Joshua Gardner. With the blessings of their parents, they decided to marry, and everyone was happy about their engagement. Well, almost everyone. The witch became furious and repeatedly ordered Betsy not to marry Joshua. Betsy and Joshua could not go to the river, the fields, or the cave without the entity nagging them. The constant pressure was more than Betsy Bell could handle, and on Easter Monday of 1821, she met Joshua at the river and broke off their engagement. I think I did. I think this is a part of the story that I kind of remember that her life was basically tortured. Yeah, so yeah. Because of this. Yeah. So the witch was like a jealous ex or like a jealous friend and was saying, like, yeah. don't go meet him, don't be with him. Why would you want to be with him? Leave like him. Constant. Like constantly. Yeah. Yeah. It's really sad. No it is. Like you try to better your life and then That part's yeah. sad. Fall in love. Then yeah. Mm. Got ruined. Yeah. Meddling witch. <laughs> Okay, so the entity bade farewell, but returned in 1828. So in the April of 1821, shortly after Betsy Bell had broken off her engagement, the entity visited John Bell's widow, Lucy Bell, remember her favorite? 
Mm -hmm. and told her that it was leaving but would return in seven years. That's ominous. Mm -hmm. Okay. The entity returned in 1828 as promised. Most of the return visit centered on John Bell Jr., with whom the, the entity discussed the origin of life, civilizations, Christianity, and the need for a major spiritual re reawakening. Random? Okay. <laughs> Random. Of particular significance, where it where it's predictions of the civil war and other major events she missed most of them like she didn't like she made some like predictions you know okay and she guessed that the civil war would happen but like she had did some other ones and they were like you know wrong D so did she give years or just said like, like this will just, happen this will happen you know oh okay Yep. So the entity bade farewell after three weeks, promising to visit John Bell's most direct descendant in 107 years. Randomly 107. Well, she did say seven years before, maybe just adding like 100 to add a couple of extra. 100. Like, okay. Oh. So that would be the year 1935. And the closest living direct descendant at that time was Nashville physician Dr. Charles Bailey Bell. Did the Bell witch return in 1935 as promised? Some say she did not return, or that if she did, they were not aware of it. But many say she never left the place to begin with. Yeah, I mean, if he was living in a different place, maybe she couldn't get to him or didn't know that mm -hmm. he existed. Maybe. Alright, so now we're going to some theories because, you know... We love a good theory. We love a good theory. So yes. this is theory number one. This is the one that I think is probably is could be true, but I'd have no idea. It make for a good movie, disturbing movie, mm -hmm. but good movie. Yeah. Jealous creep school teacher. <laughs> so Betsy and Joshua's okay. former school teacher, Professor Richard Powell, had been noticeably interested in Betsy for some time and had expressed interest in marrying her when she became older. That's always creepy. Like oh, I don't yes. care if it's back then. That's that's gross don't hit on children uh -huh. gross yep. no by some accounts powell who was 11 years betsy senior was a student of the occult ventriloquism and math and a mathematical genius and well versed in horticulture and geology we got a long list of things okay uh-huh he was secretly married to a woman in nearby Nashville. So he was already married, but he like ran away. Like, like why? I don't That's, know. I don't like this man. <laughs> I don't either. He expressed his unwavering fondness for Betsy Bell. And according to early accounts, Powell politely expressed his disappointment with Betsy's engagement to age-appropriate Joshua. <laughs> and wished her a long and prosperous marriage. So remember how the witch like broke them up, right? Joshua and Betsy? Yeah. So since, you know, that happened, Betsy eventually married the professor, her teacher, Ew. and moved to Mississippi. So they moved away. Oh. See, like the thing too, but like with this, if it was this person, like the witch started way before she met Joshua, right? Or like was engaged. Mm -hmm. So this would have had to be like a long, like lifelong obsession, which is even more terrifying. So I mean, like for that part, like where she was engaged to Joshua, like the torment of that, that makes sense. But like, he'd also have to hire like a woman, wouldn't he? To like taunt and like... If he was um, like a talented ventri like a ventriloquist, I know like, that has nothing to do with like woman voice, but you'd have to be uh -huh. able to do something with like, you'd have to be like, in control of like your voice box, you know? Yeah, like a higher range. Yeah, so he could definitely go into like a falsetto, right? Could probably, yeah. He could, yes. Okay, here's some yeah. more. But that was my favorite theory. Okay, and <laughs> the then, disturbing the teacher. The disturbing yeah. like creep school teacher. And then... 
like I also thought, oh, maybe like her Betsy's father didn't like him because, you know, school teacher, you know, creepy. So then he mm-hmm. they killed the dad to oh, for my. easier access. Oh, yeah. I hate this. Okay. I mean, it explained the poison thing though. Mm-hmm. There's also something I read. I didn't put it in, but um, because there wasn't like that great of evidence for it, but that it was an account of like school children like hearing that that teacher like talk in a mysterious language, just like out loud. Ew. So could he conjure? And if he was into the occult, could he conjure a spirit to you know? yeah bully the bells and then yeah but like again like when the start like when betsy was a child child and like before like he would have been a teacher or would this have been like let's see i guess i don't know how old she was when this started but i think she was like a like a a early teenager when did the spirit come i say 1817 is that what i say it was around there 1817 so it's like 10 years yeah I think she was like a like a like a little teenager, like middle school. But still it's disgusting and creepy That's, and we don't approve. Yeah. <laughs> Especially it's illegal. Yeah. Legal. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. <laughs> Creepers. But yeah, she married him and then they moved to Tennessee to Mississippi. So yeah. Okay, some other theories. So Joe Nickel was written has written that many of those who knew Betsy suspected her of fraud and the Bell Witch story quote, sounds suspiciously like an example of the poltergeist faking syndrome in which someone, typically a child, causes the mischief. So he thinks that Betsy did it, which I kind of think so too. Yep. I can see that. But like, I guess there's some things, you know, like how would you get the wings on the the roof or like the scratching in the walls? Unless you just like, as a family, make it up. That's kind of my thing is attention. It's just weird because that, um, remember their neighbor, their neighbor friend, they came over Mm -hmm. to stay and they witnessed, you know. But that's their friend too. But what about all the people at the funeral that heard the the singing? The singing. Paid actress. Paid actress. (laughs) (laughs) Who's that lady singing down the the (laughs) ditch there? (laughs) Oh, no, don't pay attention. There's nobody behind this curtain. Don't worry. It's fine. There's no ladies laying in the ditch. (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, according to Ben Radford, the Bell Witch story is an important one for all paranormal researchers. Quote, it shows how easily legend and myth can be mistaken for fact in real events and how easily the lines are blurred when sources are not checked. Yeah, that's kind of the thing is where it's so long ago. And then it's like, I know nowadays, like it's super easy to mess with audio and video stuff. But like back then, there is no real way of getting like audio evidence or really. So you can make up anything. I know. Basically. And then, yeah. So, yeah. So that was the story of the Bell Witch. I have one theory that's very outlandish, Let's but in my it. brain, it makes some sense. Let's hear it. Okay. <laughs> okay. So my theory is what if in a different timeline, John Bell and Betsy were actually like, they did something horrible. So someone had to go back in time, but like be invisible and like get rid of them or disrupt her marriage and get rid of John before something tragic happens in the future. Huh. Good movie too. Yes, fantastic movie idea. Fantastic movie idea as well. I call it. Yeah, go write it. <laughs> yeah, but like it makes me think. So like, what if that family, if it wasn't stopped or like drama wasn't stopped, like what if something even more nefarious? I don't know. It's probably just like them making up stuff and there's no way to mm-hmm. pu- prove it. But I'd you also know. like to think that it was like the the Bell, the horrible Bell family's slaves that were like, let's... <laughs> mess with them and beat them and slap them and pretend we're ghosts 
but how would you like for like if it's a teenager like how would you i don't know i'd like that too <laughs> i'd like that too like we're gonna kill him poison him make us think that we're ghosts yeah i mean i can definitely see them like you know scratching at the walls or like mm-hmm. beating at the ceiling or whatever i can see that part but i don't see the how you'd slap or hit it like them and then not them not see you like be seen. yeah that doesn't make sense i don't know either <laughs> i wish it happened it's fun oh, but that, that that's the bell witch Wanted to give you nightmares and make you think a lot about possibilities. Ooh, yeah, no. Now do like the ooh spooky yeah, sounds. sounds. <laughs> Sources for the Bell Witch episode: Tennessee State Library and Archives, of course, Wikipedia, as always, and bellwitch.org. All right, Wanderers, thank you so much for joining us in episode three of Spooktober 2022. We hope you enjoyed and didn't get too spooked. Um, If you did, yay, we met our goal. So (laughs) if you have any suggestions for any future episodes or for next year's Spooktober, we'd love to hear them. So please feel free to email us at fwplisteners at gmail.com. And as always, the new episodes of the Foolish Wanderers podcast are released weekly from wherever you get your podcast from, including this place that you're listening to right now. And if you want, we would really appreciate it if you could leave us a five-star review. It helps us get into the algorithms. All right, Wanderers, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you guys next time. (laughs) 